When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Joe Budden is in here today. Are you mic checking? Are you ready? Are you just, what is, what's happening? What are you doing? Oh, we're live. Second coolest podcast in the world. I wouldn't say like cool is necessarily, well, how would you rank cool in terms of your not achievements that you're going cool for? ranker. Nothing I've done probably is considered cool. For the record, when I came up with that, that was kind of like us just making a joke out of the DJ Esco tag, coolest DJ in the world. Which now that people don't remember that as well, yeah, it's not that prominent. People don't think of that being what I'm referencing. Yeah, now you just sound silly. I'm just really like a 37 year old white guy telling you how cool I am. Look at you, you got your fucking white guy haircut on for me. That's the all right haircut, yeah. No, you look good, that's not man. what that is. You look good. This is all right. You look good too. Thanks. Let me wipe this from all the fucking bodies that have been in here. Hey, my, did we clean this chair? We just had my kid in here. She's like six months, and I was trying to get a photo of me like interviewing her, and we put the headphones on her, and then she starts sucking on the fucking headphone, and I'm just thinking about everybody whose dirty-ass ear gunk touched that. You got in-ears in? Come on, I'll do it. I mean, you don't have to, but... No, I like to hear. I like to hear the audio quality. How do I sound over there? Is that John? Josh. But Josh. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, Josh. You know what I think is so great about this is that to a lot of people, me and you having a conversation on camera has got to be like some Batman, Spider-Man shit because they're from different universes. They're not supposed to like interact. Well, but here we are. Did you tell them that we know each other? We've spoken. Yes. They no. probably heard me talk no. about the multiple times that I've spoken to you multiple times. No, no, we've met a few times, not just spoken. Right. That's that's like phone call. You had me DM. pull up. I pulled up to the penthouse. Yeah, I remember that. And when I went to throw a cig off the patio, and I was like, "Is that all right?" You're like, "That's why I pay for the penthouse." <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Don't make me sound like that. I know, but I mean, I appreciate uh, it. Like, that that it is what you get. Though. Yeah. As a person who's been spending as little money on like hotel accommodations my entire life as possible, I was impressed by that. I'm like, oh, that's why you get it. You get these moments as a creator where you feel like the world should be your ashtray. Mm. And that's really symbolic of that. Wouldn't you say that your career has taught you that like any time the world is building you up, that it's probably time for you to start privately humbling yourself? Uh, that's one way to word it. One way to word it, uh, you're either always coming out of something, going through something, or about to go through something. If you've looked at your analytics long enough, you just know that your life is not going to be a series of ups. It's going to be ups and downs along the way. Depending on what you pull from the analytics. Right, and I'm talking like literal analytics as well as your own personal analytics your oh, private it. scorecard you know got it, got it your got happiness it. level just got it, got it's just it. not going to be on a consistent upward trajectory your whole life uh that's what i told little yachty and the internet killed me 
I think you were more people took that more as Delivered. you being upset about him being happy at all. I'm never upset though. I don't know why I'm I'm taken that way. Actually, I just had that experience in the store earlier. Uh, I was shopping with my with my pal over there. Which ver- designer store were you in? That's not important. Don't try to get people to judge me. <laughs> um, but I was shopping and I got my shit and then I left. And then my man was at the register getting his shit and he was leaving. And he came out and he was like, "Yo." The, red, the cashier, she was talking about you when you left, and she said that you were, you're, like, notoriously mean. And she was just happy that you weren't mean. And that's and why it's that so great. Set standards low so that if – and I, I get that all the time, too, that people are like, I thought you were going to be an asshole. You were nice to me for 30 seconds. Holy shit, you're the best guy in the world. You were great when I met you. Yeah. Well, I mean – Each time. Well, clearly I have a reason to be nice to you, Joe. What's the reason? You're very powerful and well-known in our space. Oh, shut up. And I'm not telling you that I'm disingenuous. I just would hate for you to apply that logic to other people that you meet. I I don't maneuver that way. But people being nice to you doesn't really tell you almost anything about what kind of person they are. No. Nice is the easiest thing to be. I'm agreeing. If I just only agree with the things he says, then I won't go viral. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) we have to find something to argue about no 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 i prepped all week for you prepped how once i knew you were researching i just started researching me too oh god (laughs) for the record i didn't go that deep i just dove back into the early days of the jbp no that's episode you said episode one you have a old you have a joe button tv video that's just called white power yeah that's homeboy and uh you guys play uno Oh, wait, we were playing Uno? <laughs> or some, some, no. no, Monopoly. Monopoly, yeah. And it's called White Power? The video is called White Power in all caps, I believe. And I was just like, whoa. I guess I should watch that one. It's been an issue my whole life. Racism? <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes sense. White Power, I just, you know. <laughs> Come just, on, man. Loosen up, buddy. Cheer. Hey, Josh, man. What's up with him? Would you like this with Fulio? Come on, cheer up, loosen up. But it's harder to pull something out of a lot of these young rappers, whereas you're pretty much like the dude who talks about rap on the internet. I don't want to say best, but at least like, you know, that draws the most attention when you say. But these people come here to say some outlandish shit with you. I wish more of them knew that that would behoove them. (laughs) Don't you think? Like, when, don't you see people like up and coming artists and you'll like watch an interview with them and you're like, you're like, you did not do yourself any favors there. I'd be wondering how some of these interviews take place. If I was Tristan Thompson, I'd come just wreck this whole set. Instead, <laughs> I'd come break instead these we got the cease and desist. I'd throw these fucking cameras around. Get this shit the fuck out of here. Never again. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but you watch basketball. No, no jumper. Enough of that. I wish I knew what I was getting myself into that one. What? Who the fuck is Tristan Thompson? I gotta find out who this dude is you, all of a sudden. Well, you should research. You should research people. Yeah, that would have been good. Especially when you have their mistresses or adulteresses or whatever you call them. Allegedly, I, I don't know. I just didn't realize the gravity of what she was saying in that moment. But you were taping it. I was. You was gonna get it. Well, thank God us podcasters aren't really held to the same standard that everybody else seems to be. Although we got a season's assistant, I had to take that one down. Do you get a lot of those? I got another one from Gucci. That was pretty exciting. I got one from Red Bull one time. But when you get them, is it a sign that you're doing something correctly? Usually, because if you yeah, put, right. like, it's always been for shirt parodies for us. Like we had a Gucci Mane shirt that was like, it looked like a Gucci shirt, but then it had Gucci Mane in it. It was brilliant, honestly. And we were selling them like crazy, and we got had to get the cease and desist for that. Okay. 
Well, you can't steal Gucci designs, but you can. It's just no way to do it. If you're popular and you're doing it on the internet, it's not a great idea. But the the amount of copyright infringement you can get away with if you're just selling shit on the street is like infinite. I wouldn't know. I try to abide by the law at all times. I just see all these dudes selling shirts with like lean bottles and fucking pictures of rappers that they don't know and all this shit. And I'm like, selling that is the easiest thing in the world. Selling selling drug merchandise is probably the, the easiest thing, second only to selling drugs. I see where you're going here. I'm following you. If you go with the the easiest thing that everybody loves, but that you can't that that can't legally make merchandise. That's why everybody makes fake backward merchandise because backwards can't make merchandise like that. They have to put all these big stupid warnings on mm-hmm. it and shit, you know? Damn, why are you doing that? Yeah. You taught me something. And they won't cease and desist you because they can't make it themselves. I don't get cease and desist that way. Yeah, Maybe well, I am the second coolest podcaster. You're probably just more careful with what you put out there. Yeah, I don't make Gucci shirts. and. That's why when I was listening to your podcast from back in the day, I was like, holy shit, like... Joe was giving us a lot of shit that he would never give us these days. Like what? Tell me. I mean, for good reason and for, you know, the duration of your career. You know, you're you're basically kind of like discussing a lot of the politics of like fucking, which I don't get a lot of that these the days. The politics of fucking? Yeah, like, you know, just sort of like, oh, like if you fuck a girl and you don't call her back and this and that and like all this kind of stuff that like there's still a ton of people who want to discuss this online, but it feels like you went through some kind of transformation where you realize that you didn't want to air out your personal life and the details of your personal life in real time on the podcast or i just stopped fucking as much Mm. that's fair you got to do that sooner or later i started podcasting when i was what 35 36 Mm. yeah it's my heyday of my sexual career Mm. at 40 41 it tones down a bit. Wait, how old are you? 37. Been in a relationship for almost five years. 37. You look 49. You fucking white people. <laughs> yeah, white people. <laughs> I mean. 37. So in three years, four years, you'll see. You'll see what I'm saying. Oh, I'm already all the way there. You'll eat a steak for dinner, and you'll see how that steak affects the sex that you have an hour later. Really? Yeah, it's one of those. I still haven't even dipped into the sex pill game yet, which oh, I, I hear you talk about that, too. Oh, love them. Love them. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm just waiting. Didn't even need them this weekend. That was naturally me. Okay, enough about your penis. You asked. Um, you brought it up, buddy. I, and, uh, can and we, you've heard way worse topics. Can we talk here. about aging? I just want to say, <laughs> if you have a black shirt, you might be able to wear that thing a couple dozen times. You got a white shirt. It's just not going to last as long. It's going to look all fucked up within a couple wears. How do we get there from sex? I'm just saying that being white... I think there's a reason why we don't tend to age as well. And now this just doesn't, because it's light. You can see all the fucking, the details and the blotches and stuff. It's from years and years of colonizing, <laughs> years and years of murdering and fucking torturing, slaving. <laughs> years and years. I get it. I understand. Right. That's fair. <laughs> I like how you. When you come in here, just like, look at this. Like, how, like, and, and I get what you're saying because. Give it to me. In this day and age where it's like you could very easily go be interviewed by a whole bunch of different rappers and people who really have, you know, a lot more uh, creds in the credits in the, the game than I guess I have. It is kind of weird. Like, where the fuck did this shit come from? Why does the world need a no jumper? 
Adam, what are you talking about? Shut up. Uh, that's what Nobody I'm trying to read that. what you were saying. Nobody said that. Nobody alluded to it. Nobody why are you marveling that? at this. Like, why does this exist? And what what makes this? you think that was me marveling at you? Okay, maybe marveling. I said you was cool. Okay, okay. I said shit looked okay in here. What's wrong with this guy? But there's an extent to which I can tell that you're just kind of like, wait, wait. And I feel, I'm, I guess I'm projecting because I feel this way. How I'm, do you feel? I feel kind of like. You know, if I were to start this podcast in 2021, it just doesn't make any fucking sense because you can go do a TI interview. You could get a big bank interview. You could get a. Oh, you're projecting fears. Don't do that here. Uh, young creators might be watching. We don't need you to protect your uh, project, your fears onto them. I'm, if you want to start a podcast today, pardon me. Fair. You can. You're not late to the game. Don't be discouraged because I have one. You have one. TI has one. There are 1,000 podcasts birthed per second. Mm -hmm. Just what makes yours unique? But wouldn't you agree that in order to be successful in the podcast space, you have to present some sort of unique value? You have to no. do, do something that nobody else is doing or no. you have to do it better? No. Yes. Oh, you asked me. My answer okay. is no. <laughs> Your answer can be yes, and the two can coexist. But my answer is no. It's the same as in music. You don't have to be unique to be profitable in, in, in the music business. If you want to really you stand don't have out to as a rapper, you better fucking stand no, out. No, shut up. That's not true. Only here do you have. That's where you get this clout chasing culture from. That's not true. In rap, you could be the greatest rapper and not be profitable, too. You don't right. have to. Or you could just have a really some bland shit going on and it'd be marketed well and it can be profitable. There's space for the talented. There's space for the untalented. There's space for the hustlers. There's, there's space for everybody here. Mm -hmm. If somebody is watching and they want to go to Sam Ash or fucking Radio Shack, they don't exist anymore, mm -hmm. uh, but somewhere and buy a microphone and get this set up to sit in their basement and create their version of soldier boy superman in podcast format and put it out and it works and they change their families lives and their families families lives who the fuck are you to tell them not to do that i'm not telling them not to do it no, it's just don't, if, don't if scare to, them don't scare them i was having them. a conversation with somebody who wanted to get their podcast off the ground my main concern that i would be explaining to them i would just say Whatever you're going to make, you're going to have to make something that stands out against the backdrop of all these other popular podcasts so then in say, this space. Then, then say that. If you were speaking to a podcaster, you would tell them to be unique and to maybe be disruptive. Mm. That's different from, hey, why would you do that today? Oh, I think you're misinterpreting what I was saying there. No, you said, well, it's on tape. I know what the value of this podcast is, and I know what makes it stand out. It just, I don't think it would stand out as much in 2021. If why? it didn't already exist. Because... There's just so many other people who have kind of seen me interviewing a lot of like underground, less heralded rappers and sort of realize there's a shitload of value in that, which I remember sort of having that eureka moment of like, oh, people really want to hear from people that maybe are not famous, but have really interesting stories. It doesn't matter at all, as long as I can make interesting conversations with them. Okay. Whereas like a shitload of podcasts and radio interviews shows and YouTube shows, et cetera, are basically like... I need to get super famous people on and interview them. And if they're not hot right now, then it doesn't matter. Well, everybody has their own route, right? Mm. Like, you had a, a niche, niche, niche You still route. think about that every time you say that word? Me too. I don't like that word. Niche or niche? I don't know how to Vote say it. Vote in the comments. I don't know how to say I'm it. I'm a niche guy. But you had a very niche route, right? Mm. Ack had a niche route. Who was Vlad Stern, Opie Anthony. I mean... 
me, Charlamagne, Wendy, mm. people have unique routes. And everything that's applicable to one may not apply to the other. You might experience something that's far, that's a whole nother language to me that I have no experience in at all. That doesn't make my experience any less valid. A lot than of the yours. early players had niche routes. Now we get to see a lot of people who have far less niche routes, where it's basically a, corp- a corporation recognizing that they have some degree of talent based on social media and saying, we need you. We can make money with you. Okay, that exists. Yeah. Do mm. you feel threatened by that at all? You, I don't feel threatened. You at by, all question where by anything. the space is for I you in this? I never feel threatened by anything happening in the space. Mm. I'm super confident. I'm, I like that. What would you I say? I built this city. What, <laughs> what is the thing that makes, like, what? Okay, I hear you discuss podcasting a lot from the commercial lens, from the business lens. Like, that seems like that's how people want you to address it. What have you learned about conversation and the art of podcasting that's important to you? Like, like on a soul-fulfilling level, take all the business and money and building a business out of it. What is, like, the, the thing that's really made you fall in love with this content and, and whatnot? <coughs> you just ask, like, nine different questions. I know, and I hate when people do that, but... What made me fall in love with podcasting? Or more, I was like, what is the lo- the love of it turned into? Because when I'm listening to those early episodes, I'm not necessarily, you know, your your love of that is not necessarily fully realized. Good point. Well, you're just kind of doing whatever on those early episodes because you didn't really necessarily know what a podcast was going to be. No, but you. I still loved it, right? Mm. I still loved it, and I was still passionate about it. I mean, you got to remember, I quit rapping. I retired my first and my only true love probably to do this mm-hmm. so you would have to love it yeah uh you would have to believe in it have faith in it i just probably wasn't the best at it mm-hmm. i wasn't really good at it and didn't quite understand the concept of it though i had done radio right though i had blogged vlogged though i had podcast before that was the name of it when it was time to actually podcast no i had no idea of I went into it saying I was an artist, so I don't really want to speak about artists. Mm-hmm. I, don't want to, I don't want anyone to get offended or feel like I'm out to say some wild shit about them. I don't want to do that. And I don't want to be guest-based because I don't really want to talk to a bunch of artists. I guess it was a, it was a period of figuring out what I wanted to say, mm-hmm. how I wanted to utilize my voice as an instrument. Um, and that's the answer to that question. What I've learned most about podcasting, and while there's hundreds and thousands of podcasts, is that everybody don't have something to say. Mm-hmm. It don't really matter. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's appearing to have something to say. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an announcement about an announcement. Everybody has an opinion about something that's none of their business. Anybody that everybody's doing the same shit. But I mean, what is what are people really saying? Mm. Not much when you get into it. And why do you feel like you could just hang out with random people and end up having very real, intense conversations about the art form, what's going on in society? And then if you were to take those same people and put them behind a mic, they're just going to kind of clam up quite often and just not be able to be that person that they are when they're like, you know, a few beers in or whatever, just chilling. Well, the number one fear in the world a few years ago, I haven't checked this recently, was speaking in front of crowds. Mm. So... You could take somebody in their very natural, organic state and put them in front of a microphone and things change. 
any variable could change any one thing. I've, I've seen this too many times on Love and Hip Hop. I've seen it too many times with Joe Budden TV. I've seen it too many times in just having notoriety or watching other people attain notoriety where shit gets different. Is that a sound issue? Shit gets different. We got a road over there, some rumbling. It's fine. Uh, do you want to wait? No. Do we keep going? Um, go Those Josh. Look at Josh gets it right out of there, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? You ain't got to worry about a truck outside. <laughs> Whoa. It's a shipment um, coming in. But yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> He's going to get arrested. Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing. What, what was I saying just now? Oh, using your voice as an instrument. Right. Having something to say. That's just it, man. Yeah. I mean, I guess like when I think about what I like the most about your podcast and what I think that you do best and what you've been building for this long that stands out that other people don't have and what I'm trying to emulate through a lot of my like consistent weekly non-guest podcasting is just that you've done a fabulous job of just building rapport. It's important. That's the whole thing. Probably the most important thing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Understanding your audience, them understanding you, building the rapport, building trust. That's been like a... 20-year thing for me. Your, your audience just wants to see friends. They feel like they're part of the friend group. You're objectively probably cooler, smarter, w- more well-off than them, more in the culture, so you know things that them and their friends don't know. That's what they want. They want the cool friends that they couldn't actually maybe true. be cool with not in not real that, life, that but they true. get to sit back and be part of it by being a fan. Not right? true. What? That's one thing I like about you is how I will say something that seems so self-evident to me, and you'll just be like, no. Totally none disagree. Of that, yeah, none and of, manages nodding. <laughs> none of that is true at all. The truth is, nobody knows what they want. Oh, God. Okay. He doesn't believe me. How could nobody know what they want about anything? I'm telling you. You think people have no clue about what's going on inside their brain? We can't take their word for anything? Uh, you're doing that thing that I do. You're fucking throwing me the alley. Make it even more wide so it couldn't possibly make it. sense. Yeah, just Fuck zoom out yeah, exactly. to the point where nobody can tell what the hell anything is. Here about. we go. Prime example for you. This may not have anything to do with anything, but I think it's a great example in my brain. Mm. You know how many years I tweeted and vocalized that McDonald's should serve breakfast all day? Yeah. I mean, I probably had that conversation me, a thousand times in my life. Ask me how many again. years I, I probably brought that idea to the table. Ask me how long. Sausage, Eng, sausage egg McMuffin, if you could get that all day, didn't it just seem like an obvious idea? I've been having this conversation for like 20 I years, said, so I feel you. And I said it for 20 years. Know what happened when they did it? Ask me how many I bought. Zero. Zero. Right, right. Not a fucking one. I hate it. <laughs> you still at the McDonald's part of your life, though? I, you still go there a lot? I, I use the roadways in New Jersey, and there are McDonald's there, so even if you don't shop at McDonald's traffic can be caused from McDonald's I have kids mm. McDonald's could be a part of their life don't try to minimize my McDonald's experience I'm just suggesting that maybe when you were talking the about how they should serve breakfast all day you were more of a the McDonald's is, consumer I, I think you're buying less McDonald's now my point is I have not purchased one sausage egg McMuffin mm. from McDonald's since they introduced this right I'm not sure anybody has Mm. I wanted a whole bunch of jewelry until I got a whole bunch of jewelry. It didn't mean anything when I got it. Mm. I didn't want it at all. Now I just wear a watch. And probably want another watch, but won't go get another watch. Like, each at each stage of your life, you'll want something different. Mm. That will never end. So my response to you saying the fans want your oh, the friendship, they feel like they're a part of I mean, all of that is cool, but the, the truth is the fans have no idea what they want. 
They didn't know that Maul was cool and such Heartless. and such brother. And I'm just saying, when you spoke about the relationships that right. people have. Or the placements that they have. But they in want to the watch culture. that unfold. They wanted to learn about your friends because but, it helps them to better understand but you. Nobody knew that about anybody. My two calls. They didn't. Nobody knew shit about them. Hey, let's take me. Niggas hated me for my whole career. Uh-huh. If you had to pick a guy who would become some pseudo voice of culture or some bridge for the youth and the veterans or whatever the fuck corny little cliche title you want to put on it, it, if you were looking at careers you wouldn't it wouldn't have been me all the things that made you it, like not that popular of a rapper are probably the same things that make you popular as a podcaster don't you think people like simple music nobody yeah. wants to be force-fed a bunch of fucking diary entries but in a podcast setting that works that was profound well, I'm just saying, I mean... You're profound sometimes. And your career existed at the time I of, like, agree. ringtone rap. No, I mean, it was probably... No, no, before that even. Yeah, even before, before that. Before that even. Right. So many different phases. I, If I knew about <laughs> podcasting back then, I probably would have been able to, like, be like, you know what, this guy's personality might be better suited to be the guy who, you know... You don't really have a lot of room to be, like, having asshole opinions as a rapper. Nobody wants you to have an opinion. That's why famous rappers never tweet. That's why people look at Meek Mill like, why the fuck are you tweeting still? Freedom of speech. No, and I mean, I'm not mad at him for using go, that. Go I'm just meek. saying it, it doesn't seem like a good idea business-wise for a lot of rappers to tweet, and I feel like they get that, and so most of them just don't. Who are we to tell people that? You ever just wonder that? You ever, you ever wondered as a podcaster? Like, I'll come on my podcast and, and give my opinion about something that somebody's doing, and mm. then when the podcast's over, it's like, who the fuck am I to say that? Oh, yeah. Especially when you start to think of it like, Meek, what have I done to Meek have an opinion about this guy? tweets wild sometimes. Sometimes. He tweets like he's still a regular guy a lot of the time. I know. And I would love to participate in this topic. But I had police looking for me in 2014 and tweeted, hey, I'll be on Astoria Ave tonight at my favorite strip club. Suck my dick. So I don't have the room to say anything about how someone else tweets when they're going through something and they tweet something, when they are expressing themselves, if it don't come out the greatest, if it don't come out the best, like I can't be judge and jury with that because I've done that. That's the Joe playbook mm. is to make the mistake publicly, is to tweet how crazy you are, is to show people how crazy you are. Yeah, no. I know, and I was uh, trying to explain this to one of my employees earlier that I feel like you stand out to me so much in my mind because my early or not early, but like, you know, high school, post high school rap fandom, you know, you had 50 and he's like a superhero and he's presenting himself as being emotionless and made of steel and, you know, doesn't care about girls, doesn't even do drugs. You couldn't, you know, that would, that would be antithetical to his nature. And then on the other hand, I had Joe Budden and Joe Budden, in a lot of ways, kind of taught me what it was to be someone who was like self-admittedly flawed and traumatized dealing with things and being honest about it. Because, I mean, I'm sure if 50 was a little more honest, I might have got a little bit more of that from him. 50 was honest? To an extent, maybe. Okay. Maybe there's a deeper version. <laughs> I, you don't think there's a deeper version of 50 that we don't get? Hey, this guy's good. Hey, somehow... Somehow, in speaking to you, because I do this for a living, I see all the little windows where people go wrong. <laughs> like what? Like just talking about people. 
Like, you'll bring up something that's just a regular casual thing, like when I came out and when 50 came out. And that was a perfect time for me to jump in and say something stupid. About how you're just a more anything. fully formed person than 50 Cent? No, no, I wouldn't say that. But back to 50 Cent, he was living his truth. It was just a very different truth he from might, I don't, mine. I don't think he understood himself to the extent uh, that you were at least. I think he maybe. understood himself really well for a young man who had a bunch of people trying to kill him while he was trying to get a record deal. Right. I think he understood things very well. Your self-preservation would have probably been better if you had maybe like not put yourself out there so much in terms of just letting the world really know the real you. 50, I think, didn't really ever let the world know his soft side for self-preservation reasons. Uh, or my life would have been a lot worse. You never know. I don't know what the value proposition of your music might have been at a certain point if you weren't that open. Well, who dictates the value in it? The f consumer, I suppose. You're wrong. Yeah, that's the market that you're serving. Shut up. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about again? No. No, 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 no. I was making music to live, Adam. Mm -hmm. I was making music to live. Thank God I was a little good at it because I was in the black where I was going. So that long as I was in the black, I was cool. Mm. And if you didn't have, and if you didn't spend a lot of money, then you'd probably be in the black. I never really spent too much money in my career making music. Uh anytime I didn't recoup, it's cause robbery was happening. <laughs> really? You got robbed a lot? Oh, by the labels, right, okay. Rappers. I thought you like had some money under your bed. Rappers get robbed. I mean, I've gotten robbed the other ways too. But I mean, yeah, you you get robbed a lot. But no, I was in the black. Always. That's the funny thing about Joe Budden though is that like eighteen year old Adam just basically thought like, oh, this is one of them guys who raps with fabulous. And then like nineteen twenty year old Adam is like, oh damn, this guy got all kinds of shit going on. This is kind of interesting. Well, look how that works. You know, depth can uh, do you some favors over time. I guess. I'd like to think so. Is there anything that like you want to share at times that you find yourself holding back on deeper layers of, of what's going on? Is there anything that's too dark for the people to know about? Um, uh, nothing darker than things I expressed in my music career. Hmm. So no, but you treat all that as like the past, right? What's the past? Right. How should I treat it? I know, but I'm talking about like right now. You're not making music right now, so we don't have the music to find out about the darkest parts of Joe Budden's soul. I wouldn't share it today if... Well, that was the question. I probably wouldn't even share it. I wouldn't share it. Hey, that's your little Snapchat desk. Yeah. That's cool you know that. Of course I know. I got to keep up with these things. Mm. You on Snapchat? No. You on TikTok? No. Okay. What the fuck am I, 13? Well... Are you on TikTok? Yes. These are all the things that I would that I should do if I needed clout. I think you should be on TikTok not because you need clout, but because that's you potentially the future of online media. I'm gonna tell you, no jumper TikTok. Whenever we post, we have this company. They take it, they cut up our, our interviews, they they get millions of views, and then you see the analytics for the videos. They blow up. That's where a lot of people were consuming info at. Your job is to be in all these places, Joe. You have fun over there. Okay. But it's not just there. <laughs> you got to be everywhere, man. Where's everywhere? That's not true. All the platforms. No, you don't. Yeah, you left your SoundCloud following high and dry, huh? My SoundCloud? That's not true. I'm yeah. on SoundCloud. Well, not the, the podcast. Oh, now the podcast is back. Okay, I haven't looked at it since the switch, right? See? Mm. 
I'm on, not only am I on SoundCloud, when I went, they said, what the fuck are you doing on SoundCloud? Mm-hmm. I'm not alienating SoundCloud. That was the start. There's a culture there. The same way you're telling me there's a culture on TikTok. I think it's the dancer no, 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 no. meme. You gotta, uh, the, the TikTok uh, is not about dancing. Kids and children. Uh, that's what I think You it could is. choose to use it in that way, but it's, it's not What necessary. would I do on TikTok as a 40-year-old man? Tell me. A, just hire a company to just cut up no, your... No, you know. no, no, no. You want me to go download an app no, so, I could, so I could hire someone somebody? Someone on your team can do this for you. I'm not saying that you need so to you dance. So you want me to download an app to throw the responsibility on someone because yes. there's a community You don't there. even need to download for, the app. If, numbers, if I didn't have the app on my phone, it would exist exactly as it exists. You shouldn't have the app on your phone. You're 38 years old. You only have it because you interview these fuckity fucks in here and y'all get to doing this. Uh, no, 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 no. And they climb dance, on the desk and then you upload it to TikTok and the numbers do this and then you get money and that's how it goes. But I don't, I'm make not, any money I don't on TikTok. get my money that way. It's not about money. It's about platform. Well, if we're not discussing money with the platforms, then why are we talking platform? Right, but you would have been having this conversation with me about YouTube in 2010 and say, hey, I'm not making any money off YouTube. Not what the true. fuck am I on here not for? Not true. It? Don't tell me what I would have said about platforms. All YouTube, the platforms monetize in. given enough time. Oh, my or God. Or at least the ones that are doing well. That is not what this conversation is about. This conversation is about uploading your content to places that you either A, believe in and believe will be around for the future, or B, Places that won't be. You have a faith in TikTok that Joe Budden will never have. I'm trying to broaden your mind to that. I do not think that TikTok will be as important as you do in the next 10 years. I don't. As a I had man, you niggas come tell me about Vine. Mm-hmm. I had you niggas come tell me. There's a few of them where y'all got all bunched up. Bunch of my friends. Hey, where you going? Oh, week work. It's over there. Hey, what's that? We oh, work. Just, a, just a place that we go to work. I'm just telling you, there are places right. and sites and shit that niggas like you have tried to amp up. I don't put my stock in it. TikTok, not me. That's fair. Nobody's forcing you And on if that. I figure out what I, if there's like a 40-year-old TikTok... Then point me in that direction. A four-year-old? 40-year-old. Like 40 TikTok year for 40-year-olds. Old yeah. yeah. It's like dating apps. I said for 40-year-olds, not for old men. 40, I mean, I'm almost 40. 40 is not pretty old. old. It's not old. It's not old. Hmm. It's not hmm. old. The way you're living your life right now is pretty goddamn old. Living my life like it's golden. 21. Look at how you were living when you were 21. Off Percocets, breaking into houses or something is what I was assuming. I was not on Percocets at 21 years old. Okay, I don't know what, ye- what drug you were what doing in hell? what year, but I mean, the way you're living <laughs> oh, now. Oh, man, what is, are you stereotyping blacks? No, what you. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> right, okay. Go ahead. At 21. You are not living way- a life even close to the life that you're living now. Uh, you know so much more about life. way more exciting. Exactly. Yeah. At 21. But shit was all fucked Stressful. Up. Right. But exciting. Brand new record deal. Okay, I, yeah. I, yeah. I was so on, you weren't doing that. At I was on Clue Tapes. My skin was good without exfoliating. I knew how to dance a little bit before dances became like you need a choreographer. You like, have a skincare routine? Uh, I have a self-care routine. I probably yeah. should dip in on that. Goddamn. Well, that's why the white people age like that. A lot of people have white skincare routines. You should, you should do that. I haven't found myself one yet. What do you shower with? A bar of soap. Like I'm in fucking jail. Okay. My whole life. The ghetto. And I'm not kidding. I don't know why. Just the ghetto-ness of it all. I just never got past the bar of soap thing. I don't know. 
And you know what it is? Back to earlier about marveling at the whole setup. In watching this, I never guessed that this room was this big. Really? <laughs> well, in the in the back I of think, the bike shop, it was a lot smaller. I see, and I've got a lot of people coming to this little corner. <laughs> That's the goal. Of this room anything. is huge. This, this room is, is this, this room is huge by New York City standards, no, perhaps. Yes. No, no, the room is huge. This is a huge room. You've got a desk over there for a piece of content that you're paid off of. You have a desk over here for a piece of content you get paid off of. You've got lights, not the CVS ones. You've got fake soundproofing up in places that it's not helping to soundproof anything. It's probably fair. You've got multiple hands on deck. You've got a whole system over here with an hands engineer who's not worried about the truck driving by outside. And you got a bunch of little 18 and 19-year-olds out there that think you're Jesus and don't have any alcohol to offer guests. <laughs> I don't think any of them are in their teens. But, uh, yeah, we don't. They we don't look young. We never have alcohol. Is that weird? We got hella weed, but. That's L.A. Yeah. I feel like if I were to have alcohol here that people would ask me to take down their interviews a lot more. Mm. And that's one of the worst things I hate about this job. Oh, you yeah. do a fire interview with somebody. You ask all the right shit. You get them as comfortable as they've ever been. Mm -hmm. And then they walk out, and 15 minutes later, somebody's calling. Hey, why don't you chop that down? I don't know if this was cool. All the good parts, Nightmares. take them out. Yes, yes, nightmares. Then it goes out, and the fans say, oh, what you should have asked this. You should have What the fuck is this? And you're like, I know. Mm. You're right. I hate it. I know you didn't ask me that. But, but has that happened to you a lot? I feel like yes. you do so few interviews. Yes, 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 and yes. And that's why we're not seeing a lot of pulling yes. up? You haven't no, pulled that, up much? No, that's Is that more of a no. COVID thing? That's not why. I'm vaccinated, are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Although, to be fair, I mean, I wasn't really which, which living one? any differently. Which one you got? I think I got the Pfizer in me. Pause. Oh, you didn't even know which one you got. Know. It was a while ago. <laughs> Great. Okay. I thought you were an anti-vax guy. Why? I don't know. Wasn't that a thing? You were on Clubhouse telling people that if they get vaccinated, they're going to die or something? No. <laughs> I never said that. Something like that. I was I never like, said, that a thing? I never said anything like that. I didn't really dig into my, that one. My first time even hearing this. Oh, okay. No, I'm not one of those guys. Okay. You're still on Clubhouse, though? No. Good. Okay. No. Not at all. That wasn't meant to last. Mm, no. No. I don't think so. Maybe for different reasons than you. Why, why do you think it wasn't meant to last? Because the technology is closed. just so obviously replicable that I just couldn't imagine any other tech company that already has an existing user base not doing it. Like, why the fuck would I want to build up a Clubhouse page when I could just use Twitter if they have the same <laughs> functionality that should take their team like three days to build? That's horrible, but I get it. But it was scary in a way because Clubhouse really democratized what we do. Like, let people create podcast-esque content in a way that seemed a little too easy as somebody who's really invested in this. Nobody on Clubhouse could do what I do. Right. But it gives them a forum with which they could sort of try. You want people to try. Yeah, but... I mean, there was an extent to which I just saw all these people doing it, and I'm just like, why would I ever invest time in this when I've invested so much time into building a business of basically doing a really high-quality version of what this app facilitates you creating a shitty version of the same thing? You're right, but by your theory... You would never give an uh, up-and-coming up podcaster advice ever mm. on how to better themselves. And I realized that that was a selfish uh, way of observing Clubhouse at that time. Like, this is, 
I view this as an old head who's already entrenched in the way things are being done, such as yourself not wanting to get on TikTok. And uh, that's why I didn't really like go hard with sharing that opinion. I kind of figured that the technology would maybe like fizzle out and or never really felt threatened by it. But I did think like if this became huge, it could be an existential threat to all of podcasting in a weird way. Oh, I had that thought for two seconds, but mm. it would it quickly passed. I can't watch a Zoom interview, please. No, I won't either. Ugh. They're all bad. Just get COVID. They're Go all... there and get COVID. Just do it. It'll be fine. I do think the Zoom interviews are bad. I won't tell anybody to go catch COVID, um, but the Zoom interviews are a mess. It was a dark, bad. dark era in the JBP when you guys the all Zooms, had COVID. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, shit happened. I mean, right. I had Mandy. Mandy got COVID, and then I filled in for her. Nobody asked me to do that, but mm. I filled in for her on the same mic that she had COVID on, right? Mm -hmm. My arrogance. And then I got COVID. <sighs> I didn't realize how much shit would be affected if I got COVID. I didn't really play that out. Really? It wasn't wise. And then Rory got COVID. And it was a lot. It was a lot. We hated the Zoom stuff. You guys are still doing the podcast together, though, right? Yes. Okay, because there's a lot of... Today. A lot, a lot of, like, uh, YouTube clickbait titles try to get me to think that it's over again. I've seen them. But you're on break, which actually is a better explanation. I'm, well, we're on vacation. Now, Here's, that's why it, I'm out here. This is the question I wanted to ask. Is To me, the biggest value pro proposition of the JBP is the report. Is the fact that you guys know each other this so trying to figure out well. The value war. <laughs> you know each other so well that the conversation just can become something that you're just not going to get from if you take, you know, three very entertaining people and you put them on camera, you're just not going to get as deep as you might get from three people that know each other well. I think that's what you're trying to get to. I see you getting mad at co-hosts when they don't get deep enough, when they're not opening up enough. Okay. How much would have been lost? I'm not going to say mad, but I see where you're going. Right, but I, how much would have been lost if the situation did not resolve itself with Rory and Ma? Like, obviously, you and Ish and them, you have already a very strong connection. So there's already a whole bunch of rapport. That was kind of the shocking thing to me is I'm like, wow, he managed to, like, make a pretty damn good podcast on, like, a couple of days' notice to an extent that I never would have thought. I thought – I didn't think the JBP was going to exist without – I couldn't imagine it existing without those two as the co-host. It turns out you have a whole bunch of good friends. Yeah. How much would be lost <laughs> from your perspective, though, if, if, if it had not worked out? How much do you lose by hey, losing out on all those years of rapport because building? I do this to people too, man. I gotta be stoic. I gotta be stoic, Adam. It's nothing against you. I just do this to people. I don't know the answers to the questions you're asking me. Mm -hmm. That's 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 why I'm making these faces. How much would be lost? I'm not certain. That's my biggest fear when it seems like things aren't working out with me and my guys that I do the weekly podcast with. Is I'm like. We've spent years getting more comfortable around each other. This just does not happen overnight. Feels like a, a lot to sort of give up on that, you know? Okay, but I mean, people lost their houses and belongings and everything they owned in Hurricane Katrina, right? You know mm -hmm. people who you know people who have gone through things and lost their entire life's work. Mm. So when you speak about it in this form well if we're gonna Who analyze cares? each other's like argumentative tactics here you can't just say well worse things have happened in the world so this doesn't seem that bad in comparison to those things see stop right there why not because you could do that about everything 
then why can't you do it? The Capitol getting <laughs> raided was not that big a deal compared to the Holocaust. But nothing was that big a deal compared to the Holocaust. So we can't just bring up the Holocaust every time, right? I can say something there, but you said the magical H word that I don't say anything. But I, okay. so I'm not, not I hate when, when you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and they always got to bring it back to Hitler. Oh, what would you do if Hitler did that? Don't it's even, like, okay, don't. Don't even know You don't need is. to. Oh. Don't, who is it? Got to Google it. It's a guy who has the same I first name it. as Young Dolph. <laughs> Young Dolph is an American rapper. <laughs> Whenever you're finished. Okay, we're done. Oh, come back, come back. Hey, here we go. <laughs> Ain't trapping me into a Hitler talk. Oh, we're trapping. All right. That was, that was excellent. You just asked me 90 questions. And I didn't even give an answer <laughs> to any of it. That's what it's all about. What I will say from what I heard you say mm. is I'm proud of how we pulled things together. Right. I'm proud of how things happened quickly. Things happened abruptly. Things happened unexpectedly. And you're going to have to sometimes make a judgment call on the fly without much time to think and know if you're making the right move or not. Um... And we did that. We did that. I'm proud of I'm proud of everybody who who helped help hold that down. Mm. I am. Do you rewatch every episode? For the most part. And describe the mental state that you're in as you rewatch an episode. Oh, I hate them all. You hate it. I hate it. Mostly yourself or the other people involved. Every yeah, everything. Everything. I'm, I'm watching me, I'm watching other people, I'm listening. I'm Watching the setting, the set, and watching what's there, what's not supposed to be there. What are we talking about? I'm you watching look everything. forward to the time man. that you spend rewatching it, or is this something you sort of dread? No, I don't dread that. We're blessed to do this, so I want to go and rock, watch and get better watching the game tape. Mm. Are you like plotting? Like I should have gone this way at that moment. I should have took this conversation in this route. Uh, sometimes. Most times when I'm watching and I say that, I'll do it. Mm. Like my memory is bad, so I don't really remember how the conversation went. So it's a fresh watch when I'm watching it. So when I watch it, as it's going somewhere, I'll say, "I hope this. I hope I said this. I hope I said this." Mm. And then it comes, and I'm like, "All right, rest easy." And that happens for me a lot. Right. I don't really edit too much. Oh yeah, never. Like it's not. It's not too many takes where I have to edit. It's not. It's not a lot going on. It's. It's normally a really smooth thing, except for this past few weeks oh so you edit it before it comes out you watch it before it comes out no oh okay no but i'm saying i watch it after it drops but after we record i'm not going back to say edit this edit that edit this edit that let it let it ride as long as nobody was disrespected Mm. i'm not trying to intentionally do that you guys do do a lot more editing than we do but that's all right is josh is that true how do you you know i hear the bleeps how does he know Oh, the bleep. Well, sometimes I put those bleeps in because they're funny. Mm. It's not that I'm editing because we're afraid of something. It's just funnier with a bleep. You heard... Uh, and there's names we're mm. saying. I have certain just fundamental rules I'm never breaking. Names, try not to get direct with names. I try to be anonymous. People have their own lives. You don't want to do that with people. What else? What Better. else is a rule that we have? Uh, no cigs. No. It's really just names and, and privacy and, mm. and things of that nature. I, I don't know. Uh, I try to stay away from the street shit. Mm. That's another rule of mine. Uh, we don't fuck with people with, if you got an open case or if I feel like the blogs and media and now it's getting nasty. 
it's getting nasty with the role that they play in indicting people and things of that nature. So I don't I don't do that. What else? And those are probably my two my two hard rules. Mm. But I think leaving the names out is good and potentially like adds more to it because it allows people to sort of think about it from a more overall sense. Whereas other, if you make it about specific people, then you're going to be grafting your idea of how that person is supposed to act on top of this story. And really the story is probably better off if you're just sort of leaving a, at least some of it up to the imagination. Well, yeah, right. And it's way more, I probably use people only to introduce a topic or a scenario. I would much rather not speak about people, mm-hmm. but just situations. Uh, I'd rather guess some shit, try to use some foresight to see what's going to happen. Like, I try not to live in the now. It's like boring. A rapper and another rapper's sister getting into a fight in an elevator is really just like a, a way to clickbait a conversation about cheating and relationships. See, if that came up, whatever that is, and I don't know if you're talking about something directly, I wouldn't touch it. If something came out and said a rapper and somebody's sister was in the elevator, blah, 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 read it and go about my business. I'm pretty sure you guys did talk about this exact thing that I'm talking about. But, I mean, I'm just well, saying well, that— what did what was said about it? The 6 9 thing. 6 9 is clickbait that facilitates a conversation about snitching, right? It's not actually—it's not supposed to be about him. And I, I hate that I had to say Duke's name to you, but— Go ahead. I'm just saying that all of these people are vehicles for which we have conversations about things that are bigger than the individual participants, ideally, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> I was trying to convince you that that was a real thing, and then you're finally like, okay. And then I, I don't know where. No, I know it's a real thing. I'm just saying the things that I try to, even with the mere mentioning of Duke's name, mm-hmm. I, try, I try to stay away from that. Right. I mean, it seems not like a y'all. safe bet these not days. Not y'all. No, no, don't mm, do that. Not y'all. No, don't really do that. It's not really valuable like it used to be, Joe. See, and that's the thing. And and I, that's why I, look, I like you, because you will own up to some of the shit. There was a time where the kid's name was really, 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 it was hot. I remember. I remember you guys talking about it. When I saw you guys kind of fucking with it, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. But, uh, bah, 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 bah. No, don't do that. Don't say you guys kind of fucking with it. Mall. I'm sure and he's we, not happy about that listen, now. But. Listen, we talked about it, and it's on the dock. Hey, Showtime needs to get back to us about that, oh, too, they by did. the way. They used that little clip, huh? Yeah, yeah and they better pay up. Mm. But listen, at the beginning of the dock, we're talking about music, when that's all we know is the music. By the end, when you have a little more context, it's like... But my point is, while that kid's name was hot as fish grease out here, and while everything he touched shot up to 20, 30, 40 million, or however many millions of views, I stayed far away from it, mm. far away, even in terms of discussing it. And it was a lot to discuss for years. Why was that something so so obvious to you that you didn't want to touch it? The aesthetics, or is it a moral reason? You just don't want to be the kind of podcast that's clickbaiting Buddy's name? No. Or is I, it like, I just this res- is wrong? No, I, I respect street culture, and y'all don't. <laughs> y'all. Y'all. <laughs> if he only knew. Well, I don't know. So I'm saying y'all. But yeah, y'all that was doing that. It was nasty. But how is it, it not respecting street culture to have a conversation about somebody who's basically made a mockery of the streets? It's important to really understand that story to understand the entirety of the conversation about the streets. Okay. 
I mean, that story is a story about a bunch of guys who are really in the streets who made a really bad decision for clout, basically. Okay. Right. I don't discuss those things. <laughs> and unfortunately, where we are today is that's the state of rap. Mm. That's the state of hip-hop. Nobody's a rapper. Mm. Everybody's something else. So you're either going to take the time to figure that out, you either saw enough on the internet to know, or you just find out in real time. Mm. But it certainly lessens the pool of things you can discuss when you're supposed to be talking about entertainment and people are dying every week. Mm. That's not entertaining to me. I never want to do an interview with anybody where I'm pissing off somebody else that want to kill somebody. Mm. Or I'm antagonizing somebody or provoking somebody or loaning my platform to somebody with just no regard for life. Because when you have no regard for your own life, then how could I expect you to have regard for other people's lives? You telling me about shoddy and I'm making a real poor decision. My version goes really different than that. It's not important because it's none of my business. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Before we get off that, I just want to say that I showed Hellrell 6ix9ine way before he was popular, and Hellrell really did not care for it. So he knew something that we didn't know. Even now, like, you know what? Nah, never mind. What? Nope. <laughs> you like that, Josh, right? See, he's not even that interested that I said something about showing Hellrell 6ix9ine, which I thought was a pretty unique life experience. I don't care about any of that. <laughs> He just doesn't want to talk about. I don't care about that. We can talk about Hellrell. I I feel like we can talk about the the show. We can talk about anything that you want to talk about here. Anything I don't want to talk about, I'm just not going to talk about. Like Hitler, uh, (laughs) the Holocaust, six nine. nine. (laughs) Same thing. Who else? Somebody else. It was somebody else you named, but you got a list. You got a list of little hot topics. Not really. I'm skipping. If you actually look at the list of things that I wrote down in the lead up to this, it's just. Let me see. Can I see? Can I see the list of things you wrote down? Oh, yes. Now we cooking. Joe Budden. That's me. Episode one of your and podcast. These are just prompts. Talks, these are just word, topic thoughts. I know. I just like seeing how interviewers like he formulate was ta- He was so shit. into the L- word lituation. And then talk about it. Uh, maybe want to know, uh, what are you? Ooh, you in caps. What are you getting out of this content? That was good. Good compared to that. You got a lot of, not too many notes. It's pretty good. Pretty good, man. The best one is the one that just says, you're a porno guy. But what does that mean? I mean, you just talk about watching porn, like, a lot. No, I I don't. And I get the vibe from you that you're very fascinated by the fact that I'm A, do porn, and B, I'm, like, basically married to a porn star. I didn't know any of that. (laughs) All right, take it back, then. That's kind of awkward. (laughs) I had no idea. Wait, you do porn? Yeah. (laughs) Fucking freak. What, What are you doing? What are you... What's happening? I don't know. You just like you you frequently will talk about like Wait, and we let you do hip hop interviews in the culture? As a porn star? Josh! It's a good business to be in. This shit don't keep the lights on. Wait a second, <laughs> man. Wait, no, what what's porn star? Me, my girlfriend. Don't just, is, don't just loosely throw around star. My girl is one of the biggest people on OnlyFans. Now you tell me, you. I'm in there. Are you a porno? I'm all up in there. But all right, so you and not, we actually right. did one official so we, scene for Pornhub. So so we've gotten to the bottom of this. Yeah, you're not a porno star. Well, I'm certainly not the star. You have appeared sure. in some pornos. Okay, well, I mean, a lot of people would say porn star. Does your rate? Does your porno rate? 
say that you're a star? How much did it cost to get you fucking somewhere? Man, these dudes know I get paid a lot. I'm asking you about your. But I will say Don't that. Don't tell me about their rates. The I'm times you. that I've had to hire male porn stars. It was an awkward time to swallow. but um, For some. You really get what you're paying for in that regard. Okay. Well, I had to hire a male porn star to fuck Selena Powell for this thing that we filmed that isn't Oh, now we're getting somewhere. Right. Now we're getting somewhere. And I'm buddy. telling you, bro, like, because I could have done the job, but I chose to hire this dude I'm instead. I'm a girl walks in here now. Right. I thought she was with you. Hi. No, she's not. Who's that? Friend of the show. Well, now that I know about your secret business. So <laughs> got, no, 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 no. She doesn't do that. What's going believe, on? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Hey. She's not that kind of woman, Joe. <laughs> But yeah, hiring this guy to fuck her, I mean, I was like, wow, that was so worth the money. God, I would do that any day. He killed it. I'm glad you thought so. I mean. How'd you determine that? <laughs> that might be a little over the line. He performed well, though, let's just say. Well, why are you hiring guys to fuck women? Well, we're working on an additional business venture that, that's oh. kind of the basis of oh, the God, content. God. Oh, yeah. all right. You're starting... Disguise. I don't really want to be the one laying the pipe. You know, I lay a little bit of pipe, but you know, this guy's got fucking porno guys signed to him. (laughs) Not signed to me, but I would sign that guy. Guys just show up and get to fucking around you. You better not start hanging with these male porn stars because you're gonna start doing the shit that they do. Not they shoot their dick up with oil and it makes their dick huge all the time. I think it's interesting <laughs> that you're telling me this information. I but just feel like you're the kind of guy. I don't care about you would, this. You would do it. You would so be walking around would, with all that oil in your dick all the time. I would, I, you, Josh, Josh, you're cool with this from him. <laughs> he's normal. Your, yeah. He's in your dick? No. He's married to my yeah, sister. You tell me it's normal. Now, look, he's uncomfortable. He's married to my <laughs> sister, so. Listen, I don't know what type of kink show you guys <laughs> got going on in here. How long have you been a porn guy? A porn star, a, a, a porn now, you know? entry level guy. I don't know what you call it. You know, I was when I'm watching you interview Kevin Samuels and they're just talking about how all these bitches are broke as fuck and everything. I'm like, man, women. I'm lucky because men, I don't have to deal with these problems. Because you're married to a porn star, does that mean that there's sex like with other people involved? No. Other oh, girls, yeah, duh, because she's a porn star. Other girls, but no, she doesn't fuck other dudes. Okay. I'm a rap guy. That's my explanation for why that can't happen. In the porn world, it's so normal. If you're like a Wait, porn yeah. guy, like other people fuck your girl and everyone thinks it's normal. In hip hop, I mean, no. I never thought I would hear anything like this. It's so true. Though. A guy who's insecure but married to a porn star. I mean, she only fucks me. What do I have to be insecure about? Okay. Well, I don't give a fuck if they look. So why can't you fuck another dude? Because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a rap guy, Joe. You're not. Well, I'm sitting You're here with you, so apparently and I, I and am. I'm not a rapper. And I was sitting here with Fulio before, so I guess I am. Hi. <laughs> My name is. Hi, Fulio. Hi, hater. All right. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Adam. <laughs> he starts talking about. You still got or, some of those or, shirts in the closet? What shirts? The high hater one. Remember everybody had that? I never had a high hater shirt. One? No. You got a stop snitching shirt? No. Oh, man. You weren't really out here back then. <laughs> are you drunk? No. Then what the fuck are you talking about? I'm just sort of throwing some old cultural I references at I, you. I know. I know. And that means that I've done my job. When it gets to this point in the interview, I've done my job of safeguarding. It was a weird moment because I lived in Astoria from probably 2003 to 2005. And it was weird when I realized, like, oh, that's where Joe Budden goes to hookah lounges. 
mm-hmm. from listening to your podcast. I'm like, oh, that's what was going on out there. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, when I used to go to the hookah spots often in Astoria, they were over there. Everything's in Astoria. I was over there, but I, I, ne- I never noticed the hookah. Salute lounges. to Astoria. Where's, where's the main camera? Just all of them. That one's just Josh. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. So you're a porno guy. <laughs> that did start. That did start there. Uh, why did you think that? Because you, you like okay, just because I, I don't watch a lot of porn. I don't talk about a lot of porn. I don't know a lot of porn stars. I didn't know about your secret ventures. The other day I was listening on your podcast, and you're just like, I had a quiet weekend, just me, lotion, Pornhub, X videos. It was cool. No, that can't be true. Can I get one of those? Yeah, please. Lit. That can't be true. I stopped using lotion ages ago. Okay. Maybe not lotion. Yeah, that that wasn't me. I but think uh, the rest of it. X videos, shit like that. That there was a period in there. That stuff is important to the culture. Did you tell the people that tried to get you to move to New York? I actually don't know if I ever really told that story. Okay. Look at that. You don't want to tell them. And like, that's why they would be shocked at this right. sit down here, because you don't tell people about these things. Me and Scotty Beam on a show every day, that would have gone well. <laughs> I can just imagine her. Having to deal with my shit every day, I don't know, bro. What's your shit though? That's a reputation. That's I don't I don't know if that's true. I don't what shy is, away is, from the dicey conversations. I guess. What dicey conversation have you had here? You've talked about fucking boiling <laughs> steroid dicks, porn stars. You've talked about snitching. You've, what's been dicey here? It's only because you're not pushing me into like you know real hot water. Let's go. Because I remember when you did that test. Let's with me. go. You had me do a test. The test. Yes. And I remember that somehow the conversation ended up like an argument about whether Post Malone was aware that he was creating black music. And I remember like looking over at you as we were having this argument and just seeing you kind of smiling because you liked the fact that I was so down to jump into this conversation that was so obviously going to get me in trouble, even though I mean... I was right, obviously. I love white people in the culture that jump into conversations that they shouldn't be jumping into. Right. Thank you. And that was awesome. That was that was great. Yeah. Yeah. So I, right then I'm like, oh, I know why Joe likes me because I'm not scared to jump in on these conversations. No, well, that that and like it's just good to see c- creative people or entrepreneurs or people that are in the middle of a plan. Mm. That's the best way to say that. It's good to see people that are in the middle or even the beginning of a plan. And then check back in with him. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, that was our first time meeting at, at that um, performance studio. We did this and all that, whatever we did, right? Mm-hmm. But I knew of you, and I knew of your business, and I learned some of your personality that day. And then it was fun to just watch because you told me about a plan. Mm-hmm. You had a plan. Just like a lot of creators I spoke to at that time, it was like, yo, Joe, love you, fuck with you, would love to come, but can't. I got a plan. Mm-hmm. And if a creator says that to me, I'm leaving him alone. Hey, I support it. Get your shit off. I'm never going to coerce you out of that. So you had a plan. And you went on to fucking continue the plan. Mm. So when I come in here and I seem like I'm in awe at your fucking shindigs here, it's not because it's the best shindigs in the world. It's because you had a plan. You stuck to the plan. And it's working. I thought it was more like, how has this guy gotten so far in rap music? You keep saying you're in rap music. Well, I mean, I talk to rappers all day. I feel like I'm in rap music. I go to rap shows and everybody knows who I am. I'm like, well, I guess I'm a rap guy now. No, it just means people in rap music know who you are. 
But I went to a Drake show. Nobody knew I was there. I mean, not nobody, but not many. They probably wouldn't. <laughs> there was a lot of grown ass people. <laughs> what What was your favorite song that he did that night? Uh, you know, whatever. But I mean, I was just like no, impressed no. by the athleticism of it. The athleticism. I mean, he just fucking ran back and forth on that stage the whole time. I could not believe it. And Migos came out at one point. Takeoff did not have that energy. Okay. He actually seemed like he was having a rough night. Might not have been a good night to be in the Staples Center. <laughs> you ever went on a tour? <laughs> no. Not like, well, you not ever, like you that. Ever, you ever had to do 50, 60 cities hmm. night after night after night? No, I believe it. Ever had to put on a show across a stage that was that long? We had to run back and forth and all that shit. He was sitting down for a lot of But it. if you had to do it, I wouldn't imagine you'd be so enthused every night, right? Oh, for sure. But I don't think I would sit down unless there was something really going on. Shit. I'm a big takeoff fan. Shit. Grab a chair so fast. Have a seat. I did a lot of shows sitting down. Did you? Yeah, but those were in like poetry lounges and you were like sitting on a stool, right? Maybe. <laughs> I've sat down at Poetry Lounges. I've sat down at SOBs. I've sat down at BB King's. I've sat down at Irving Plaza. I've sat down at Summer Jam. I've sat down places. I like sitting down. No, sitting down's the best. Give me a chair. That's the main reason and I don't want to go to music festivals and shit. There's so much standing involved. And I did three-hour shows. Oh, yeah. So. What the fuck? I was going to sit down at some point. Who told you you need to do a three-hour show? I don't know if I've ever seen a three-hour rap show. That's because you go to the clickbait, uh, the little clout mm. chasey shows. Yeah, probably true. Mm. None of the shows you go to would have somebody there that wants to perform for three hours. Mm. Not a one. You had to. No, I didn't have to. I just no, did. but you you had to to be you. Shut up, Adam. True or false? Tell me. Why are you doing three hours? Motherfuckers don't subject themselves to that. Did you see his little? You had to to be you. Oh fuck you. Adam is great. But what is it? Part of your personality that makes you want to fucking peddle your entire catalog to these people when no one else is doing that? I wasn't peddling anything. No, you know. I was performing my heart out, my blood, sweat, and tears. And it just so happens I had a lot of long freestyles and a lot of long mm. records, and it didn't matter what I was being paid for the night. I had diehard fans that were coming, traveling from far to see me perform. Mm. It wasn't time to come out and do Pump It Up and go home. Oh, yeah. No. I, I was hoping we could make it through this whole interview without saying Pump It Up. Edit it out. <laughs> bleep it. Take, take it. It'll be great. Yeah, give me, give, me, give me a Pump It Up bleep. Right. Because that's what every normie friend of mine said. When they were like, oh, you're interviewing Joe Budden. You can ask him to pump it up. So you were telling people you're going to meet me? <laughs> I told a couple of people. A couple so, group chats. Were they excited? I'm going to smoke the whole filter. I was just interviewing a dude who said he's that in jail, they cut the cigarettes into three. and Because in Florida prisons, you can't have cigarettes. So they cut them into three and sell them like that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that sounds like the worst thing ever. I've never been to prison. Yeah, me neither. I don't want to go. No. And I wouldn't know. That's really what we're podcasting for, Joe, so we don't have to go to prison. It's not why I'm podcasting. Yeah, but it's keeping you away from the possibility, right? No, I'm just trying to live a life where I don't go to prison. <laughs> I watch a lot of prison How many interviews shows. are you doing one day? Oftentimes, like, three. This guy gets to it. Hmm. This guy's getting to it. You didn't take a PPV loan, did you? Oh, uh, no, yeah, we did. I'm not embarrassed about it either. You can't shame me, New York Times. I wasn't trying to shame you. No, but I know like a lot of people try to make that like a shameful thing. I mean, hey. I mean, the IRS knows that you're getting all this money, and now you want to borrow some from them. I expect them to 
fully come do an audit on your establishment here. Well, at some uh, point. if my business manager has misled me so much that that happens, then I suppose I you deserve should fire that. him. Why? If your business manager told you to take a PPP loan, you should get rid of him. I know a lot of places that are like infinitely you more successful than me that took it. So, what does that mean? I know people way more successful than me that jumped off the George Washington Bridge and hated life. What does that mean? How are we comparing that it? to taking a loan? Could you, could, <laughs> that, that anyone you're telling, get you're that? telling me that because somebody was more successful and they did it, that that is the benchmark that makes it okay for you to do it. And I don't understand that thinking. Why would it That's not group be, think. But why do you think it's not okay to take a loan during the middle of a pandemic why that did, was certainly threatening the, the nature of our business? Why do you think it's okay to be a multi-million millionaire with a multi-million dollar establishment and take the PPP loans from the people that it's actually supposed to be intended for? It's intended to you. keep businesses afloat. Oh, please shut You up. don't know the insides of our business. Oh, shut up. We employ a lot of people sna- here. You know how much that Snapchat desk costs? Nah. bucks. I know how much Josh makes. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I know how much everybody that wears that tie-dye shirt makes. You got a hacker on staff <laughs> who just sort of like pries into the financials nah, of your competitors? Nah, just know certain things. How, how many of those loans did you take? How much was it? I think it was only one. I'm not talking about dollar amounts, but. No, now you want to get discreet with things. <laughs> <laughs> who were you with when you ordered this drink that was apparently for Sade. Is that what is that? Oh, you can read. You stole Sade's drink. It's actually Shadi. Shadi. You were with Shadi. He's locked up. That couldn't have been him. See, look, just name dropping. <laughs> White people just get to saying names. Who's that? Who's Shadi? It says it on your coffee bean <laughs> cup. And this is not coffee bean at all. I like how your fucking Dunkin' Donuts allegiance just melts away as soon as you get out here. My what? Your Dunkin' Donuts. Well, there's allegiance. no Dunkin' Donuts out here. Yes, there is. There's one. There's like 15 locations. <laughs> In it's, all of LA. It's not as much a part of our culture as it is on the mm. East Coast, of course. I've been doing smoothies since I've been here. I mean, okay. Really, really healthy stuff. You didn't have to admit that. Why? I mean, smoothies? That's, that's, that's LA culture. Is it? What would no jumper look like if you did this in New York? I mean, when I was thinking about living in New York, when you were sort of proposing that to me, it really felt like I would be, you know, basically putting myself into like a prison of sorts. <laughs> New York, I just, I, I wouldn't feel free the way I feel out here. You just hop in your car and you move around New York. You gotta walk around with all these crazy people and shit. I don't know. I'm going to steal something from you. I'm going to go try it when I do interviews. What's that? I see what you're doing. I should try that. Like, when I talk to people, I should just say some wild viral shit. Like, right. I should stop trying to get them to get comfortable, and I should just start bugging mm. and see what that does at the interview. Yeah. You want to do that, but you don't want to do so much that you make it about you, but you want to, like, put your shit out there enough and just sort of let them react to it. No, no, no. The public knows I'm a narcissist. It's okay for everything to be about me. Right. That's a joke. No, but you are a narcissist. No, no um, I am not a narcissist. <laughs> you reject that now? I've always rejected that. Mm. Okay. Oh, time to go. <laughs> time to do one of my favorite things. Smoke another Which Newport. is pull out dictionary.com. What are we looking at? Oh, Here it is. Narcissism. That was fast. Inordinate fascination with oneself. I mean, you put out like six hours every week of you talking about yourself with your buds, right? The this, Joe this, Budden this, podcast. This. Erotic gratification derived from admiration of one's own physical or mental attributes, being a normal condition at the infantile level of personality development. If you know anything about me, this is not me. 
erotic gratification derived from admiration of one's own physical or mental attributes. I'm not shaped like the rock. You get your erotic gratification. From I know that you guys thought I was shaped like the rock, but I'm not one. And two, I've had mental health issues my whole life. So, I mean, admiration of one's own physical and mental attributes. No, I'm just confident and I've accomplished shit everywhere that I've gone. I don't have an inordinate fascination with myself. That's not me. That's y'all. Mm. I'm not fascinated by me. But you've opened the window me. for us I've to, been me. to absorb I've, this. Not only have I been me, it's been normal for me because I've been me. It's 40 years of me. It ain't till y'all come and say, hey, Joe, that was intriguing. That was fascinating. I didn't think that. Hey, that was your brain. is different. It's y'all that say all of this stuff. Mm. It's not me convincing others of this well, I also don't think your podcast is that much about you at this point. Well, that's the thing. So, I mean, I have to refute when people, there's this growing culture of people using words and they don't know what it means mm. just because it's cool. So narcissism is one of them. So I have to refute that. That's fair. I try to be fair. I want to like awkwardly put my jacket back on because I guess I didn't realize. Put it on, man. It put it on, man. Put your, hey, listen, man. So you got an album coming out. Tell us all. <laughs> <laughs> So who would you want? That would have to be so funny to be here, like, promoting an album or just... I know. Oh my and God. this is the conversation I have to sit here and deal with to, to hope that someone purchases my music? Right. Doesn't that seem kind of crazy? It feels much better just coming here talking to you because you want to come here and talk to Adam. Mm. And this has been great. Yeah. No, it's been a good time. This has been awesome. Batman and Spider-Man. <laughs> one's a mutant. One's just a regular guy with a lot of money. I'll leave it up to y'all to decide who's w which one's which. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you can be the regular guy with a lot of money. And don't do this to the table like this, man. We're going to a new table anyway. Um, the people I came with weren't sure if you were going to have eye candy around for them to look at. They didn't know how to take you. <laughs> really? Yeah, a lot of the no jumper stuff. My understanding of you being a porno guy, that would have been pretty cool if I just had a little posse on the couch, right? So you have OnlyFans? No, my girl does. You're a fucking leech. I mean, I'm the one providing the penis for most of this content. I don't feel like I'm leeching. You're leeching off your partner. You won't even go create your own OnlyFans. Live <sighs> off your own dick. I've seen dudes OnlyFans for research purposes. I don't really see myself as like the safari type, you know? All right. <laughs> well, listen, my name is Joe Budden. I have a <laughs> podcast. First ever episode of that you know, podcast was uh, apparently late because you were talking to Safari on the street. Wow. Who knew that that was the first? Yeah. Mm. That was my first time uh, meeting Safari. Right. On 46th Street. Mm. And he had just broken up with uh, Nikki at that time. I was worried about him. Mm. But I was happy to see him. He looked good. He was smiling. And then you had a conversation about fake asses right after, and you wanted to make it perfectly clear that this was not a conversation about Safari's ex. No. Which was, I would mindful. never see stuff like that. I would never do that. I would never do that. Well, yeah, I mean, I I'm not talking about nobody's wife, there. nobody's girl, like your ass, your fake ass. That's not my place. It's not my business. Safari likes fake asses. He told me that before I did the interview. That's that what, had, yeah, that that was, had nothing yeah. to do with anything that he has done. That had nothing to do with Nikki. That was just, oh, okay. I just saw Safari. He said he likes fake asses. Right. The end. Everything a podcaster say don't have to relate to somebody else. Don't have to have something to do with somebody else. Like, you could just be saying something. Hmm. And you're still anti-fake ass all these years later? 
No. Actually, from seeing your Instagram no. likes from time to time, I would say that I don't necessarily believe that. Why? My Instagram likes tell you that I think a picture is cool. I hit the Not explore page now and then. Click on a girl. She's looking pretty good. Oh, liked by Joe Budden. Okay. I like pictures. No, it's fine. I like a lot of pictures. I support you expressing your uh, heterosexuality through the explore page. Oh, man. <laughs> awesome. What, what else should we uh, cover here? I don't know. I'm, wa- I'm waiting to see how you're going to end this. <laughs> 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 what are you doing the rest of the night? Um, probably sleep. Mm. Oh, yeah. I got all the work done. The work is done for the day. You Unless get, more work pops up. You kind of motivate me to get up earlier. Whenever you're talking about getting up at like 3 in the morning, I'm like, God damn, I'm slacking. Getting up at 7? I feel like a fucking loser. I wake up pretty early. But I'm conditioned that way. Like, without an alarm clock, I'm getting up. You always been like that? No, no. When I dropped out of school, I thought that it meant I got to sleep in. And then my mom explained, that's not how this is going to work. If you sleep past a certain time, you might as well be a bum. You'll never get a job that way. you got to go and fill out applications, and that's a morning thing. The money moves in the morning if you're asleep, blah, 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 blah. So it was like this fear ever since she said that of, oh, my God, if I sleep past a certain, certain time, I'm a loser, I'm a bum, I won't get anything accomplished. And that just stuck. It is kind of hard for me to understand how people are going to be serious about their shit and still wake up at noon. Well... Unless you're serious about your shit, which requires you to go to bed right. late. Like, I know some bartenders who make a whole lot of money. They go to bed at 5, 6 in the morning. I know a lot They're, of rappers are in the studio until 8 in the morning, and they think that I should want to be there. And I'm like, this is, we're on very opposite schedules. I never liked uh, nighttime sessions as a rapper. Hmm. I never liked going in late. I never liked uh, a lot of people hanging out in the studio, drinking, smoking. Like, the studio's for work. I tried to treat it like work. I went in the studio from noon to 6, 7, 8, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. I'm, I'm going to bed, so sleep right. is important now. I'll be in bed. Sleep is like, so That's important. what I'm doing. I'm going to bed when I finish with you. Are you interviewing another rapper mm. slash drug dealer slash killer, murderer, <laughs> scammer? <laughs> who, you got? Nah. who you got coming in here? Oh, no, I'm done for the week. This is oh. the last one. You sure? I think there's a girl that Tristan Thompson might have slept with outside. Whoa. You better hurry and find her. (laughs) I didn't know that was going to happen. But you know what's crazy is the blogs are full on trying to turn that girl into a celebrity. The Breakfast Club Club today. Not you. No. but I mean, I didn't really like (laughs) celebrate her too much. But You've only done 900 interviews with these people. I had four girls here and... Nine times. Breakfast Club, literally today on YouTube, their title is that girl's name, blah, 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 Tristan Thompson's mistress, whatever. And it's like, wow, they really have decided that she's going to be a new celebrity that they can talk about like she's actually famous. Your work. Where's the round of applause button? (laughs) Press it. Insert it in post. (laughs) My girl gets so pissed about the gunshot noises being so loud on yours. Yeah. Yeah, she's like seen her jump out of her skin multiple times when that comes to I, I tried to turn them down, but it doesn't have the same effect. Mm. You kind of want that loud, blaring gunshot. You noise. get to sort of live your like selecta dreams there. You never got to be a DJ in your career. But Adam, Adam, <laughs> told, Adam, Adam listen, I'm leaving now. This has been oh, this has been great. You've been awesome. Appreciate man, it, man. Josh, you've been great. When are you gonna have me on your Snapchat show? Whenever you're ready. To any uh, Joe Budden podcast fans out there, 
What's up? This is pretty cool because I don't do this. You did. That's why I'm having so much fun. You did it with Mike Tyson. That's Mike Tyson. But that carries some weight. That's Mike Tyson. And you're Adam 22. There's a small list of people I'll do this with. Really? Small as in maybe six. I feel very lucky. Shit. Who else in podcasting in rap deserves this content from you? You said who else in podcasting in rap? Rap what? podcasting, or or is everybody that what you would that? want to do this? Well, you know, po- what is podcasting rap about podcasting? rap, podcasting no. with other hip hop no. adjacent people. What is that? I don't know what that is. You're, you're just so rejecting that pod- you have anything to do with hip hop. What is a hip hop podcast? It's like a podcast. I mean, yours is certainly one because you are a rapper and you talk mostly about rappers. I mostly interview rappers, so I mean, it feels like we're in the same bucket to an extent, right? No. <laughs> no, all the podcasters uh, that are above me in rank are news podcasts. Mm. They have nothing to do with music, hip hop. The podcasts that I'm looking at that are achieving success are just podcasts that share information right. on a consistent basis. Don't really have to be music. Don't have to be urban pop. You don't. We don't have to put things in boxes. If you cut this mic on. You are in competition with the music podcast, with the murder mystery podcast. You're in competition with the news podcast. You're in competition with all the podcasters. If you do music, you're in competition with the country music guy. Right. I mean, I've never everybody's even competition. looked at a country podcast. I don't know what they're doing in that realm. It would be interesting to know. But I mean, I've never looked at the podcast charts or anything. The other day they showed us our Spotify ranking. I'm like, oh, we have that. Okay. I don't look at it either. Right. I don't watch the charts. I don't watch the rankings. I get a pretty good laugh at podcasters when they when they post when they post it when they post the ranks. Right. Like, hey, it's number one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like I've been doing this a while. Who cares? Right. You came out an hour ago. <laughs> we all number one for an hour. And the rappers do that too. Like, but I laugh when they album do. Was, was I laugh when they do it. Thirty seconds. No, no, not even number one. Hey, I'm number one on the iTunes rap chart. Yeah. Hey, slow down, buddy. <laughs> slow down. What does that mean? So I don't do that. I don't do that, and I especially don't do that after I learned the way that they just manipulate the charts anyway. The same mm. as Billboard and every other chart. Any chart system, it's there to be manipulated. Mm. I was number one on the Spotify chart, and two, I was mad at them. Then I was mm. like fifty. <laughs> it was, it was like it was this fast. I was like, hey, hey right. wait a second. Yeah, no. What did the chart, chart mean? It didn't change my numbers at all. I went and checked. My numbers were exactly the same. Mm. My position was just different. So who cares? Definitely, yeah. You know what I did think was funny when I was getting ready for this? <laughs> this guy's great. What I thought was great. Awesome. Josh, you love him, right? Do you love him? He's related so to you him, don't so know. he has to say You don't even know. Um, <laughs> I'm watching you do this po- this interview thing with Jack from Patreon. My man. And I'm like, this is so amazing that the two white guys that he's going to do interviews with are going to be this dude, this tech guy, who seems like a nice guy, and great guy. me. And I'm like, wow, I, I, I seem like I really just appear to be in a different bucket. What bucket is that that you think you appear to be in? Not a tech guy. No, you're not. A- I love seeing well, rappers. That's not true. Rappers doing <laughs> interviews with like normie guys is so funny because they're so fascinated by things that, like, you know, anytime you have a conversation about rap with like a normie, they'll be like, Jay Z doesn't write his raps down. And it's like, oh, it's like, you know, none of these rappers write their raps down, right? I don't want to throw this little tidbit out there for you, but 
if you're a podcaster, then you're kind of a techie. A techie? Well, I'm not like a venture capitalist. No, nah, that's different. I'm and a porno even guy. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like if your dick was bigger, you'd want to capitalize off some ventures. Well, I could fucking blast some oil into it like I think that you're probably going to end up doing. <laughs> Yo, stop, because I'm not doing this porn shit with you no more. I wish I would have known that before I got it. Ian, did you know that? You knew he was a porn star? You seen his dick? I haven't seen his dick, but I knew that he... Oh, my God. I bare my soul to the you world You know he was here. leeching off of his wife? <laughs> Do you know he'll only show his dick on his wife's OnlyFans and he won't fucking have the courage and the guts to make his own? Do you know he's researching the other OnlyFans dick shower guys out there and is intimidated at their girth? I cop tigers, too. <laughs> Just had to talk about it on the podcast. How could you be a porn star and you've never had a sex pill? <sighs> Aren't you just fucking? We've done a lot of ads for sex pills on here too, um, but I just never, never dropped in. Sex, sex pill ads. Share the sex pill ad plug. Oh, I got you. You're not gonna do that. You never do ads. I'll do it. I do ads that make sense, like a sex pill. Okay, I'll, I'll line you up then. Thanks. No, you won't. It's for me. Okay. Say. For, I've always thought about it like this. You know, everybody wants to be happier, but I'm not going to, like, take Molly every day to be happier. Why not? Everybody wants to have great sex. I'm not going to take a dick pill to have greater sex. I just assume you're borrowing against something in the future there that oh, yeah. I'm not That's sure true. what that is. That's true. Your dick's just like a, a shrimp the next day or what? That's true. Really? See, no, that's no I'm, I'm not talking about. about me. I'm saying that you're borrowing against something in the future. I, I understand. All that. drugs are that. I agree with that. I said that in an interview the other day, and everybody was commenting, like, oh, that's so... So profound. You're you profound. Said that I keep telling this you guy. You do coke, you're borrowing against your like future energy. So you've never done coke? Oh, I've done mountains of cocaine. Really? Have you seen Scarface? It was like yes. that. Yeah. When did you stop? Mm, I'll say three years ago. Good. Oh, so you were doing coke when we met. Uh, I was still at least partying a little bit probably back then, yeah. Partying. Partying is the nice way to say it. Partying is like urban. I know. I didn't know what that meant. Until somebody had to tell me. Mm. Some, L.A. Some, definition. You think party or like Chuck yeah, E. Cheese. These girls were in New Jersey. Hey, you want to party? I'm like, hey, I thought we were already catching a vibe. Right. Some music. <laughs> they were already partying. It's food. She said, no, never mind. You maybe just don't know. If like, you're hanging out with a girl and she whips out a big bag of Coke, how do you feel about that these days? Uh, she should go in the bathroom. <laughs> At least keep it low key. Go do your shit in the bathroom. Mm. When I was on pills, I didn't pull my pill. Yes, I did. Right. But a lot of times I went to the bathroom and came back. I was like, oh, Joe's in a good mood. As a sober <laughs> as a sober person, though? Oh, Joe seems chipper after he peed. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that must have been some number two Joe took. <laughs> Look at the mood he's in. It's like a whole new guy. <laughs> yeah. Would, you, would it be grounds for dismissal if one of your co-hosts had OnlyFans or... No. Okay. I agree. Why would I do that? I mean, I just don't know I how comfortable that. you'd feel with I that. I support that culture. I support Same. OnlyFans culture. I'm not subscribing to you guys, but you can. I'll give it a try. But I, no, no, no. I'd actually love to know. No, you think of my girls as no, OnlyFans? No, That'd be great. no, 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 no. You're getting no. the trial. I'm sending it to you. No, well, I'm texting I'm, it over. I'm not using that trial. Yokity. How many OnlyFans do you pay for right now, though? Eh, three or four. It's respectable. Giving back. I think you could do more, but. 
I could, but I mean, I'm a hard customer to, to reel in. Like, mm. I go check to see how many videos are up, how many pictures are up. I'll pay for a month and take my shit back if it's trash. Tell mm. all my friends it's trash. Like, you got to really be doing your upkeep with the content to get me to stick around. Right. I respect the girls who go hard with it a lot. And also, I fucking hate, I hate how so many girls just relegate all the good shit to the messages. Because yeah, frequently I've paid for a girl's, like, just for research yeah. purposes, and then it's just, there's nothing besides the messages. No, I love that. You do like that. There's I a chance to that. spend more. Oh, my God. You get a, that's a, you get a quick $87 from me. Ooh. Take it to the messages. Call me daddy a few times. But you're also the, tell, on, you're the only dude on earth who's still, like, buying MP3s, so that makes sense to me that you would be up in the messages as well. Okay, I don't support bootlegging. Well, no, I mean, I pay, for, I pay for iTunes, so I just get to observe. Well, You're the only one with like an MP3 bank or something. Well, because I did music for so long, I purchased the music. Right. So that there can be enough money for the parties involved to divvy up. I respect it. Versus streaming to where I get all the songs right. and the artists get a couple pennies. I can't support It's a that. donation. It's kind of amazing that that a even donation. exists on iTunes, though, because it doesn't provide you any extra utility by paying for it, right? Say that one more time. Like, you don't get anything out of paying for it. You're just doing it solely because you think that this is a, a, something you want to support. You want to continue to I give only, money I to this I only buy industry. things that I want to support. Even though most of the money goes to the labels, who you probably don't mostly want to support. But I don't know where the money goes. I just know there's enough of it to be divvied up. Mm. If you have a contract that says you get a penny and the label gets $9.99, then so be it. That's not my business, but I did the right thing. In streaming, where's the right thing to be done? I would argue that like streaming the music legally is just as right as purchasing it, since mm. iTunes allows you both options. I could argue that this is not a gate. I could argue that this wall is black. Defense. I could argue anything. You could argue anything you want. That, you could argue that's that. not a strong argument, Joe. I'm just saying you could argue anything, and that wouldn't mean much. Of course you could make that argument. I'm sure there's some people out there that would. That's not part of my belief system. Right. No, I respect it. And, I mean, could you really make that argument? Have you ever made a song? No. Then I don't want to hear what you have to say in that argument. Oh, come on. True. That's a bad argument, too. Maybe. If you don't have a kid, I don't want to hear what you think about raising kids. That's probably fair. Okay. I don't think you have to be a musician to, to make sound decisions about how a marketplace of information should operate, though. Not what I just said. You just changed exactly what I just said. I didn't say anything like that. Okay. I said, you've never made a song. Right. So there's certain things I wouldn't expect you to understand, like the ideology of buying shit for the cost versus streaming it. That's it. Right. I mean, it doesn't sure. mean you don't understand any of it. Right. But there's some of it where if you were a musician... You might feel differently about it. You being a musician sort of gives you a bit more of a license to have a opinion that doesn't necessarily make sense on this topic. It just gives it gives me a license to have another perspective. <laughs> no, one, I respect one that you did not yeah. have because you didn't write a verse. That's mm. it. It doesn't give me a badge to be greater than. It just means I tried something that if maybe I was somebody a else didn't. Whack failed rapper. Don't you think that's like the only thing that people would want to talk about with me? It would be such a thing. That's not true. I mean, all anybody ever wants to talk to you, not all, but like people just want to talk to you about your fucking time as a rapper so much. Well, I've never been a whack-filled rapper. Right, but I mean, don't you think that you 
in your time as a rapper is not the most interesting thing about what you got going on, but still people gravitate towards it because somehow music just captures people's attention to such an insane degree. Repeat that. Even though being a pod, even though being formerly a rapper is certainly not the most interesting thing about your life right now, that still people gravitate towards it. A hit song is going to hit so many people so much harder than a legacy of hundreds of podcasts. There's something about music that people just can't ignore it. Okay. I can understand that. You're right. I don't know where, where, where that was point was supposed to lend yeah, itself that. to. <laughs> <laughs> Been a minute here. But I understand where you're going with that. I want to know what she's here for. She just stopped by. She works in the music industry. Really? Yeah. She works with a bunch of up-and-coming L.A. artists. Oh, you're doing the publicist thing. She probably wants to say, she probably wanted to meet Joe Budden. I don't know. I would guess she's probably a fan. No, you want to funnel your artist through the no-jumper infrastructure. I've already worked with her artists that she works with. Who does she work with? You should check out, uh, well, she works with Chief Keef. I love Chief Keef. Blue Bucks clan, too, right? No, I don't know. maybe that's a soft spot. How Short old is here. she? She's a grown woman, mid twenties. I think she's grown. Right. I'm just saying it's good to see. Yeah, twenties. I would say mid twenty four. Okay. I think that's beautiful. Look, see, at, I, look I get, at the hand tattoos. That's how you know she's subculture. I like to see the young people like thriving and getting their shit off. I really do. It's oh, great. There's a lot of that out here. I like it. Mm. Old people, we need that energy. Older, we need that energy. Mm. It's important. Definitely. Give me a grand exit. I saw this happening, and I know what it means. Hype, hype it up. Hype Your it up, team did I... that. Oh, they did? Did they? No, oh. she did that. She? Yeah, it's your team. Laura. Yeah. Yes, she did. It's okay. I just want to know if she's ever going to take that mask off. I never take offense to that, but is she vaccinated? I don't think yet. Are you vaccinated? <gasps> I have to go. Whoa. <laughs> 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 uh, you want a grand exit? Okay, so no, nah, man. Listen, um, thank you. Um, thank you. You, um, you tried to call me a whack fail rapper at the oh. end. You almost got me fucking riled up. I almost flipped the whole table over. Then we'd had our moment. I like your raps, for the record. I know you do. Yeah, I didn't take that away. That family reunion song back in the day. You like that? Oh, back in that, the day, bro. That was the best. Back in the day. It's 07 Back in the day. I always Jesus. wanted to edit a BMX 12. video to that song. It's not twelve. I'm better, man. But I like the remix so much more. And when I heard the original, I'm like, oh my god. The, oh the, my god. 07 is fourteen, almost fifteen years ago. Oh my god. Okay, I was a child. Oh my god. I was twenty three, twenty two. Whoa. I was a kid. I thought he was aging me on purpose, but you're right. You know what? I can't. Some tell. of my best years were like a long time ago. That wasn't your best years. That was just some, some of years my I best remember. Years. You know what's funny to me though? Fuck! Why did I forget what I was about to say? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst thing about your history as a rapper, what you've left behind, okay, is that all the mood musics have these awful remade covers on streaming services. But then when you go look at the old covers, you're like. Okay, I can see why they did this. You know, that's one of my biggest... If I have to have a regret in my career, some of the sound quality on some of my better music, like because that wasn't important to me at the time, mm-hmm. or not that it wasn't important, well, it wasn't important, but there was a there was a value to that lo-fi at the time. Mm-hmm. There was a value to that grit, that unmixed, unmastered, and if you just were thinking long-term, <laughs> what a mistake. What a mistake. Mm-hmm. 
all those Gucci Mane mixtapes that were like my favorite mixtapes of all time. Oh my god, they sound atrocious now. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's some songs that are my favorite songs of mine, and I just can't listen to them. Mm. That hurts. It does. I feel that. But one day I'll fix that, I guess. Somehow. Yeah, just remix, remaster, do do something, put out a move music collector's edition. I don't know. I'll find some way. Box set. I did that already. You did a mood music box set? Mm -hmm. Damn, I missed that. Okay. Yeah. When I was struggling to make ends meet, I said, oh, box set will do it. Mm. That's a lick. Josh thinks that's funny. It was cool. Might have sold 100 or so. Now you're copping a different type of box set on OnlyFans. Okay. I see what you did there. <laughs> Listen, thank you, Adam. Some good time, Joe. I appreciate it. Here, man, you don't have to live that way. It was all the way over you, there. You don't have to live that way. You could ask me. It's yours. I have the Pretty same mastery. This was cool, man. Thank you. Listen, next time you're in New York, feel free to swing by, stop by. Is this going to do something for my for my social media following? Yes. What will it do? You're like 18 to 24 percentage is going to shoot up. Shoot up where? Where will I see that? The analytics. Your team will inform you. All right. I'm going to be sad if it doesn't happen. It probably won't happen, but, you know. My social media following has been stuck for years and years and years. I feel that. So tell the people. As you get new fans, the old ones are just like, I'm out of here. Hey man, did you uh, did you talk to Vlad recently? Yes. Again? Yep. Okay. I go on there. Did y'all talk about me? I don't think so. But okay. man, he had some bars for Lil Yachty. When that drops, I think I did a good job defending him. But that's gonna be a whole thing. <laughs> got it. Yeah. No, no comment. So you and Vlad got together to tear down a black king. He, he might have attempted it. I feel and like. And you were there complicit in tearing down. No, I was down, there to pre- present a counter argument. Tearing down a black king. But I mean, you have a platform. So if you wanted to present a counter argument, you could have done it from here in front of the gates. Right? Joe, I glorify these kings you speak of. If anything, I think that's what I'm doing is I'm having really serious conversations with a lot of people that other people don't think are deserving of that conversation. I don't care. So subscribe to No Jumper and unsubscribe to to Joe Budden. You don't get to talk about Yachty Vlad. I don't know if this guy told you or not. You don't get to talk about. You don't really get to talk about anybody. It's going to be funny if this drops before those clips drop. So it's like a a cliffhanger. It doesn't fucking matter. I've got (laughs) 15 years of saying what I'm saying about Vlad. That's not a surprise. Say it, Joe. But just, just today... Bad time. Bad time, especially after all that Minister Farrakhan. What, did, what were your thoughts on Vlad and Minister Farrakhan before I go? Uh, my thoughts are that I'm glad I don't have an opinion about Minister Farrakhan so that I can't really wade into this conversation. This guy's good. I just don't. Um, you know. Joe Budden, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. And we will be there Friday. All you struggle rappers, we'll be here Friday listening to your music. Pull up. Appreciate you, Joe.